I'm R.J. Bell with the Sports Betting Headlines for Tuesday. On this episode of the 49ers and where they turn for the number three pick, we got Shanahan talking like he knows the pick. What does that mean? What we know for sure is Chris Sims has Justin Fields going number 32 in the draft. That's going to cause some drama. Speaking of drama and heroics, Chris Paul, late game heroics. They snap the nine-game winning streak straight up of the Knicks. The 12-game against the spread streak also snapped by the Suns. Tonight in the NBA, it should be Luka versus Steph Curry, but imagine that. One of them isn't going to play, it looks like. Luka looks to be out based upon the current line. Golden State favored by five, hosting Dallas. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm RJ, live in Las Vegas, live on a Tuesday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. You know, I wonder if the great board op, John, could have, I don't know, should it be like the Dallas theme? Should it be, I don't know the soap opera themes, but there should be a theme as we're talking about the 49ers that feels like a soap opera because what the NFL has done and let's be candid, if you're in the content business, you love it, is this draft has become, we're days away, and it feels like we're reaching the climax. And not that long ago, 10 years ago, this was the week the draft really started getting talked about. I enjoy this. I, I think it's a great way to learn about the players, to understand, you know, when you have uh, you know, a bet or even you just follow closely, is is this going to be the first receiver or is he going to be the first receiver? Even if it's seven, eight years later, you remember that player better because you're engaged at this point with them. And I think it's not only, you know, good content, but it's also good for your expertise in the game. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to know more than their buddies. I'm the pro. He's the Joe in L.A., Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we have a win streak snapped in the NBA, we've also got the NFL draft just a couple of days away. What is the Vegas lead here on this Tuesday? Well, if I was self, if I was all about me, 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 it'd be the Phoenix Suns. But we'll have time to get to that. <laughs> it's got to be the 49ers. And, and I think specifically Shanahan's comments. I believe that those comments tell us what they're going to do. It's, it's the best evidence we've had so far. Yeah, and it was Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers who continue to try and play coy that they know or they may not know at the top of the draft with the number three pick who they're going to take. But as of right now, the odds would indicate that it would be Mac Jones. Chris Sims, who's got a relationship with Kyle Shanahan, he thinks they're going to be taking Mac Jones. So that's the feeling so far as we wait and await the 49ers making a pick that seems months and months in the making coming up on Thursday. 
okay, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I'm actually starting to think about, and Jonas, maybe you can brainstorm on this. We should have certified takes as in, because what we know now is as people get more and more savvy about sports talk as, as the, um, personalities as the host is they say everything once and then they got it on tape. Right. And they find a way to caveat it. You know, it's like, uh, you know, I I don't think they're going to win, but I tell you, if so-and-so does well running the ball, they could win. And next week it's like, hey, look, I said they could win. And <laughs> to me, I think there needs to be a list. Like go to pregame.com slash takes and that we have cert- – we, we probably need to have theme music around it, that this is a certified – it's almost like making a bet, right? You need a transit. Show me the receipts, as they say. Well, I am going to go out on a limb here. I believe this statement tells us who the quarterback's going to be. So I'm going to read this from Shanahan. And he said, do we know exactly who we want? Maybe, probably, but maybe not. I don't feel like we need to say that. And that's not just for our case, but lots of stuff happens between now and the draft. And we don't want the whole league knowing exactly what you're doing in four days before the draft. Does that sound like someone that's uncertain? It does. No. It sounds like his only thought is how to couch it, how to obscure it in a way that, you know, maybe it gives it less attention, maybe it gives it more attention. I don't know. Right. Do, I know like Jimmy, uh, I know Jerry Jones wants attention. Right. Does, does Shanahan? I mean, if he was a new coach that was, you know, we didn't, like the Eagles coach, Sirianni or something. Yeah, probably want attention. But Shanahan gets a ton of it. My sense is he's trying to tamp things down, but forget that. Here's what matters. We know that their intention was Mac Jones. Their intention when they made the trade was Mac Jones. If they were changing that, would he seem so calm? Would he be so focused on seemingly the messaging as opposed to the truth? Would he even be doing an interview? Like by coming out and speaking... There was no obligation to speak today. Uh, I mean, right. we happen to have the first cousin of Kyle Shanahan in the studio, <laughs> Mackenzie Rivers. You could check it out. Uh, first cousins. Now, um, what do you think of my theory here that this is a man who is not in the midst of a decision? He's a man that's putting a bow on a decision already made. Yeah, when you already have time to before the draft to sit back and call a press conference and answer questions and be vague and play around with the media and talk about whether or not somebody's going to be alive on on Sunday, that leads me to believe that you're pretty certain the guy you want is going to be there and you're holding all the cards. And I would make the case they would have never made the trade if they didn't like exactly. the two that were going ahead of them. Yeah. So I think they'd probably – now that's an interesting question. Assume it's Mac Jones. Or let's assume it's whomever. It doesn't even matter. Do you think that that whoever they take, and I think it will be Mac Jones, and that's what I'm going to go on a limb on. And we've already made bets on it, but I'm, I'm just going to say this to me locks it in. But And then we're going to get McKenzie's thoughts here. But I wonder if it is Mac Jones, would they rather either of the first two picks? You know, either the first two quarterbacks. Yeah. Because if you really love Mac Jones, in a way, you almost feel like you don't trade up for that much if you're getting your third favorite quarterback. Yeah. You you might love that third quarterback, but it's still your third choice in a draft. It kind of is interesting to think 
if the 49ers had the second pick, would they take the same quarterback they're going to take with the third? But real quick, let's get McKenzie, who does know Kyle quite well as first cousins, is does it feel like to you that Kyle, that what you know of him, and again, no inside information, we're not asking for that, and I, you know, you don't have it or we would have been batting it already, but <laughs> is, <laughs> not true inside info, you know what I'm saying, is how, what do you think the meaning of this is? Am I correct? He definitely seems standoffish, like he's made up his mind and now he's trying to reconcile that with, you know, kind of a combative media. It would almost seem like that. So I think he's I think he's 100 percent decided and we'll see. We'll see on Thursday. I, I, I still think it's Trey Lance just from watching, you know, the Shanahan's offense for so long, how much play action they do. But I don't know. I really don't. I'd well, say Mac Jones. I mean, here's the thing. I don't think I, I do you see today as standoffish because. As we kind of intimated, and, and Jonas said more explicitly, they there was no obligation to have a press conference today. So, if anything, this feels like what I said last week, which is you're making a decision that a lot of people are going to disagree with, Mac Jones. And what you want to do is you want it out there, being discussed as much as possible before the draft, because it takes the air out of it when the surprise when it you know. We said this before, but it's such a profound point. If they didn't say a word, if there wasn't one leak, what would the odds be right now? The odds would be Justin Fields, like minus yep. 220. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Lance might be plus, you know, 150, and Mac Jones would be eight to one. Right. There was no sense that Mac Jones. I mean, when the, this trade happened, if you went back and listened to the shows, Mac Jones, our show, any show, I don't think Mac Jones' name came up the day of the trade. I mean, no. not a, did it? Well, do you, did, Jones? No. And there was actually there was talk about Mac Jones going in the twenties that 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 he was going to fall to the twenties, and you know he's going to you know Mac Jones is going to be a first round quarterback because you know quarterbacks are always taken higher than they should be, and that was when he was projected to go in the twenties. Now he's going to be a top three pick. Nobody had that, no doubt. And so if if somehow the 49ers would have just now, I think Mac Jones would have drifted up because you're hearing things about. About Carolina liking him, uh, you know, you're hearing things about Belichick liking him. So maybe his over under might be a 12 and a half right now, right? Before or after the 12 and a half, uh, you know, before or after the you know 12th pick is before 13th is after, and that's what my guess would be. But if no one had said anything from the 49ers, and on Thursday night, you know, the first pick in the NFL draft. And then, it, oh, I'm sorry, the third pick, Mac Jones. It's like the whole internet would have blown up. Think about it, how shocking it would have been. <laughs> and, 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 and maybe it would have leaked, but if it didn't, I mean, OMG and OMFG. And I'll tell you this, <laughs> if you think about it, this is brilliant. Because what's going to happen when they, if they do, and I think they will, say Mac Jones, it's going to be, yep, geez, huh. Who's Atlanta taking? I mean, (laughs) and and to me, that's what Shanahan wanted. Because if you're making a controversial pick, you get it out there, you get the info out there, you get it tamped down, you get it muted, and then there's never a crescendo of outrage or of disagreement. There's just this low hum of it for weeks and weeks and weeks, but it just dissipates eventually. And I also think that, because people forget this, the team the Bears traded one spot with to take Trubisky was the Niners. 
and nobody saw that coming. I think the 49ers watched all that take place and watched not only and forget about what the media thinks but just what Trubisky had to hear from people because he went into his career everybody thinking he was taken and drafted way too high I wonder if they watched that from afar and said hey if we're going to do this we saw how it worked out in Chicago for Trubisky why why would we want to put Mac Jones in the way of all that crap that he's going to have to deal Mm. with why don't we get this out there and start you know filling people's minds with the idea of this so that way it's not as much of a surprise as you pointed out last week when we do make the pick for Jones. Now, you're making a really good point because when I thought the 49ers were trying, and I think they are trying to get the air out of the outrage, that it was for their benefit, that they don't want to have be the source or the decider of a very controversial pick because if there's any way to go from being one of the most esteemed coaches to one that might get fired is when people st- and people will turn on you. You know, it's funny, coach. I mean, look, speaking of the Bears, look at Matt Nagy. Yeah. Ma- Matt Nagy had a lot of love in the media, uh, you know, his first year. And, you know, uh, Andy Reid guy, you know, he's young, he's offense. Now, if Matt Nagy gets fired after this year, and remember, the Bears over under 17 games is seven. They're supposed to go. That's right, McKenzie, right? Is that the updated number? If you can take a gander is think about that, Jonas. If they go eight and nine, they've exceeded. That's right. Yep. Yeah. If, If the Bears go eight and nine, they've exceeded expectations. (laughs) <laughs> and if they go 7 and 10, they went right at expectations. <laughs> and Who's he's going to get fired. And yeah, he's going to get fired. Yeah, but that shows you how low the and yes. he's going to be and will he get another head job? I don't think so. I doubt it. I mean, maybe, but I'm saying I I would bet it even money in the next 5 years, no, maybe no one chance. day. Yeah. So, to me, even though Shane, let's be candid, Mike Shanahan, who is treated, you know, uh, as Mackenzie says, Uncle Mike is treated, you know, as a legend at this point. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he got run out of Washington, didn't he? Yeah, it did not go well towards the end. (laughs) Would you agree with that, Mackenzie? Yes, 100 percent run out of town. And that had, another year. And that had nothing to do with you and, and, and your internship <laughs> or anything, right? <laughs> no, they were much more responsible employees than I was. <laughs> All right, I'm RJ Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. So to me, this is another sign of uh, Kyle's brilliance is net-net, come Thursday, there's not going to be much outrage. And to make one of the most controversial picks, I would say, of the last five years of the NFL draft, if it is Mac Jones, and to have the outrage already spent by the time the pick is made, that is a smart guy. Uh, Lastly here, let's talk about the actual odds. Mac Jones is now minus 250. He was minus 190 yesterday. So two and a half dollars wins you a dollar if you want to bet him as the third pick. McKenzie's pick uh, Trey Lance is plus 250 so minus 250 plus 250 so dollar wins you 250 Justin Fields is down to seven to one and as I mentioned in the headlines and we'll talk about this next so let's take our first break and we're going to talk about a couple things one what's going to happen with Jimmy G I mean everyone's concerned about that I mean the guy when you're that good looking everyone wants things to be easy for him so where does he go what does he get? What do the 49ers get for him? And then also, I think it's interesting, Chris Sims came out with his official mock draft, and the fact that he has Justin Fields 
not only number 32 on his board, so being taken by Tampa Bay, which is kind of an interesting idea. Um, it's also the idea that he has some quarterbacks ahead of Justin Fields that if you're not a big college fan, you might not have even heard of. That's coming up next. But first, we want to let you know that Fox Sports Radio's NFL draft coverage is this Thursday. And for the very best NFL draft coverage, make sure you tune into FSR throughout the first round of that draft. You can catch the NFL's best information man, Jay Glazer, draft analyst Bucky Brooks, former number two pick LeVar Arrington, and Fox's Kevin Burkhart as they'll be live throughout the first round beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday. They'll have pick-by-pick predictions and reactions to 32 first-round picks, all of them, all of the reactions this Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern time with Jay Glazer, Bucky Brooks, LeVar Arrington, and Kevin Burkhart right here, Fox Sports Radio, and also on the iHeartRadio app. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words, then the heavens gonna fall. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will get into the possible trade of a starting NFL quarterback. And we're going to do a special thing. We're going to let McKenzie tell us the Vegas weather here in a second. He's he's growing with the show, Jonas. I mean, and we just got to let him occasionally do these kind of <laughs> things. It's a great day to join us. We're going to be talking about Chris Sims and who he has ranked above Justin Fields. It's flabbergasting, but I genuinely believe he believes it. And Chris Sims' history on quarterbacks and how good they're going to be has been outstanding. I mean, people don't like to admit it, but it's been outstanding. It's a great day to join the conversation. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. Thank you so much for the support. You're the one helping us grow, and we're going to keep working extra hard to do our part of the deal. You can listen to us on 225 stations across the country. If you're not sure about your station, just go to foxsportsradio.com. You can find it out, and you can even listen streaming there on the web. Right here in Vegas on the Strip, the weather is? 66 degrees. And what's the the neon neon doing? It's glistening. Ooh, I've never heard that one. John, it's back to you. So, RJ, we've been talking about what the 49ers will do at number three in the NFL draft. Kyle Shanahan confirming they will be taking a quarterback, which means they've got one too many of those on the roster, if that's the case. And there's been discussions about Jimmy Garoppolo's future with the team. Peter King appeared on The Herd on Fox Sports Radio uh, earlier today, and he talked about what they could get for Garoppolo in return, potentially a second rounder. Yeah, and, and he's saying pretty much a first-rounder doesn't seem likely. So think about this a second. Belichick traded Jimmy G for a second-rounder, and now Jimmy G's cycled through. And remember, at the time, he, I think it was Garoppolo's last year on his rookie deal, and he wasn't a first-round quarterback, so he only had the four. So remember, the 49ers signed him even when he was on that run, that first half, you know, that's the second half of the season. Yeah. And he, I think they won five straight games or something with him. Um, and now, so you could make the case that 
contract-wise, that Jimmy G was entering into a non-rookie contract year, which was going to be higher paid, and that's where he is now. And if anything, you'd make the case his contract is kind of team-friendly now So because they did front-load a lot of that money. So the fact that they're talking a second-rounder kind of says Belichick knew what he was doing, though obviously he would have wanted to get more. It is interesting that the second-rounder is, is doubling back, and that is the market. I would make the following case. Jimmy G is the best example I can think of in recent memory that – the whole concept of the best, uh, how's that go? Uh, the best ability is availability. Yeah. All right. And because I would make the case if you just looked at him when he played and he was healthy, because for the first time I would make the case last year he played, you know, three games maybe that he was really hobbled. And you got to give him credit in a way for going out there. He does seem fragile in some ways for an NFL guy, but if you take, you know, even if you don't take those games away, his stats are better than a guy that you got to jettison. Like Goff is in one place, and Jimmy G is significantly better quarterback. Uh, but if he he's played less than half the games, and if you're not on the field, how much are you worth? Well, in theory, you're worth about half as much. You know, let's say Jimmy G is what the twelfth best quarterback, which seems high, but when he's on the field. Yeah, but if he's only on the field half the time, what's he worth? Is he is it twenty fourth now? Does he cut in half? I don't. I, it might be lower than that because now now you got to pay a real backup. If you know the guy mostly is going to be out half the time, I'm not sure how that even works. He'd be the perfect backup. Yeah, right. Which is why I wonder, Jonas, they must they must have a premonition about Mac Jones because you think at minimum. Especially in a pand, you know, there's still the lingering pandemic stuff where the off season is going to be affected and all that. And I'm not judging out in society what you're supposed to be doing. I'm saying that for NFL, it's going to be affected, and that means a rookie quarterback is going to be uh, a little bit behind his development. And I do think the fact that they're talking about Jimmy G being traded so explicitly is another sign that it's Mac Jones because there's yeah. no doubt Mac Jones is so much more NFL ready today than Trey Lance. So McKenzie's not thinking about that when he makes his <laughs> Trey Lance prediction. But how, what do you say about that? Is is Do they trade, unless you're calling Peter King a liar, and I don't think you are, is if they're trying to trade Jimmy G and they're going to relent and take a number two, that means that they must think that their quarterback is going to be mighty, that the one they're drafting, mighty ready for the NFL. Do you believe Trey Lance is mighty ready for the NFL? I do not believe Trey Lance is mighty ready for the NFL. And isn't it interesting? They're saying exactly, our understanding is exactly what they would want if it was a smokescreen, no? I mean, everyone's 100% convinced they're looking for the NFL-ready guy. Jimmy G's 24-8 and eight straight up with the Niners. But what, 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 again, we're back to the same thing. So you think they're lying? So what, what the Shanahan, what Kyle Shanahan figured was, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a big smoke screen. Now, I'm not sure what the yield on it is, but because no one's been able to explain that to me yet. But <laughs> and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to burn Adam Schefter, and I'm going to burn Peter King. That's Close family two, friend. That's the two that I really want to you know get against me when you know. I mean, come on, right? When Peter King is telling us you know on the herd. 
quoting things like, you know, they're not going to get a one. They're going to settle for a two. They they're like lowering their asking price. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, dude, I get there's a thing called um, confirmation <laughs> bias. You're really trying to like and, and maybe there's a little cognitive dissonance in here. Yeah. I, I, you know, let's just say this. I'll book you on Trey. How much do you want to bet on Trey Lance <laughs> plus 250? 100 to win 250. You want that? Yeah. Book it. Yeah. You know, Price. Jonas, you, you, you wonder why I do this show. It's because I make more money betting. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, do you agree with me, Jonas, that that uh, one, if they are, tr- if Peter King's being told the truth, that this shows a massive amount of uh, uh, optimism, confidence in yeah. the quarterback they're going to take. And doesn't that point to Mac Jones? Yeah, no, if it's if you're looking at a guy who's going to be ready to go right now, everything we've heard about Mac Jones is he's the guy. He's the most ready to play right now, ready to fit into that system. And the fact that they're that if, if Garoppolo uh, is really this close to getting traded just leads me to believe more and more that it's going to be Mac Jones who's the pick. Because if if you get Trey Lance, a guy who doesn't have a lot of starts in his college career, doesn't have many starts as a quarterback period in his football career and the competition exactly in that division you're going to throw him into that and have him deal with guys like Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey twice a year in his first year I just it doesn't make all the sense in the world Uh, I I just think this is another sign that it points to Mac Jones I do wonder though when they actually pull the trigger on Garoppolo because they might wait this thing out if there's an injury in camp or something like that, maybe somebody's willing to give them a little bit more for it. So I'm just curious when they actually pull, make the move and actually trade See, Jimmy. I think you're right, but I think there's a bigger factor, and that's Jonas Knox. I'm RJ Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. I think there's a bigger factor, which is the locker room. You know, apparently Jimmy G is very popular. Yeah. A- and in general, you don't want the popular guy there after his job. I mean, you've seen it in high school, right? And, and I mean, in like Beverly Hills 90210 or something, the one guy's on the way out, other guy's on the way in, and it's, you know, sides are taken. And I, I part of me thought they'd keep him because if you actually look at the times that established quarterbacks had their replacement drafted, you know, we could look at Aaron Rodgers, obviously, and Alex Smith back with Kansas City, you know, meets that criteria. And there was one more recently. Mm, I'm not. Oh, uh, huh. I'm, I'm free. Well, I guess we could say Carson Wentz, you know, but obviously that didn't go well. But I would make the case Carson Wentz wasn't super established, but he was right. The perception was he yeah. was. And there was one more I'm forgetting uh, recently that the guy had a, a really good year. And oh, Tom Brady with Jimmy G is I mean, we talked about this. It had been nine years since Tom Brady won a Super Bowl. Jimmy G gets drafted, and they win three in the next five years. Coincidence? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Was was Aaron Rodgers – I mean, coincidence that, that the one time Brady pulled his trump card of how great he was, was he, you know, went around Belichick by, by reports and went to Kraft and said, get rid of this guy. He, he, he's better looking than me. He's got, he, cannot, <laughs> he cannot be in this locker room. And, I mean, in a way you think, oh, Tom Brady's bigger than that. But you know what? Tom Brady was a type he never wanted his backups to even get a snap. Like, like literally, it, wasn't it funny? They'd be week 17, and they'd be playing in the snow. And I, I, I think that was the Bears that game, but they were winning like 45-3. to three, and, and Brady's still in the game. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 and that's because, by all accounts, he never wanted to give his backup any 
oxygen. Uh, Peyton Manning, I heard, was the same way as well, too. There's that video out where Brock Osweiler thinks he's going into the game, so he goes to grab his helmet only to find out that Peyton Manning went back out there. So he just turns around and goes back to the bench. Well, <laughs> listen, if you're keeping Osweiler out of the game, that's just good thinking. <laughs> I mean, I don't care what the circumstances are. Okay, real quick, let's look at Chris Sims here. Um because the Justin Fields story, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, like a week that everyone who thought Justin Fields was going for no reason, number three, was kind of strutting around, hot dogging. And now you're not hearing as much from them. And it strikes me that Chris Sims, who I'm a big believer, if someone agrees with you all the time, they're providing you no value, <laughs> right? Because imagine uh, person X agrees with me all the time. Oh, look, person X is sick today. Doesn't matter. I know what he's going to say, right? He's going to agree with me. Chris Sims doesn't agree with the consensus. And that makes him get attention. It also makes him get ridiculed by some people. I think if you look at his history on assessing these quarterbacks, it's been outstanding. Uh, Jonas, do you have insight into that? Or, I mean, I'm not even saying you have to do a recitation on it. I'm, I'm saying you'd agree with me on that, right? Yeah, and he, I also think he doesn't he doesn't use emotions with this. Um, he's got relationships, obviously, in the NFL, but he doesn't – it's not just I'm going to build up these guys because I have a relationship. At least that's that's how I've taken it When I, whenever I hear him discuss quarterbacks or whenever I hear him discuss – you know, he's, he's not afraid to tell you who he thinks is, is where whether it was Blake Bortles or it was a quarterback he had, a starting quarterback who he had rated as a backup quarterback in the NFL, and he got a bunch of heat for it years ago. Um, he's just he's unafraid to, to tell you his opinion on this stuff. You know, it's, it's, it's the, like the that's been the way it was originally supposed to be was without access. And I never on first glance, I didn't understand that. How could that be an advantage not having access? But as I've lived in the media here a little bit is you, you, you're beholden to people if you are taking things in exchange. It might be you want to go to that dinner at the Super Bowl that, you know, there's all the Hall of Fame people there and you want to be there. It might be you want to be able to text them and, you know, uh, ask them a question. It might be that you want to have them on the show. But whatever it is, when you build those relationships, it doesn't matter who you are. You're in a position where are you going to do something that hurts that relationship by saying something hypercritical? And to me, and listen, Colin on FSR, Cowherd has, you know, done a lot of great things for me personally, um, you know, on the media side. And I'm a big fan. I listen to the show or I listen to the at least the podcast every day. So but the whole Sam Darnold thing when it felt like, and I'm not saying it was, though I, I felt like it to me, that, that he wasn't being objective about it. I don't know if it was because once you just, you know, it's back to that cognitive uh, dissidence where you want things to be the way you thought they were going to be. That's just human nature. you got to try to get beyond that. But is, or if it was something, you know, I don't know, you know, now that, you know, he's talking about, oh, you know, uh, he met Trey Lance a few times and he likes him. That's awesome. But if that colors what someone says, and knowing Colin, I know he doesn't want it to. I mean, you know, and I don't know if it does, but he, I know he doesn't want it to. Is I think that's dangerous because not just if you if the host is saying something wrong, but I think even more importantly, if the listeners are wondering why someone is saying something, 
Right. That's why the NBA was so scared of Tim Donahue. Once you start questioning if the games are legit, the whole thing, the house of cards comes down. Right. And to me, if someone's doing hot takes like anyone on radio does, except you, Jonas, is hot takes. You can't wonder if they believe it, because if you do, then it's like, what's the point? Now it's like acting. And the best guys like a Stephen A. Smith, like a Colin, you genuinely believe that they believe what they say, even when it seems absurd. And you know what? As far as I can see, I've never saw Colin say one thing that I knew from offline that he didn't believe. So, you know, to me, but when you start having those relationships, and I get it. If you're a normal person, I, I my dad's a coal miner, and you start having a chance to go to dinner with guys in the Hall of Fame, it, it's tough not to. The question is keeping that ob- objectivity and I think Colin's done a great job of it. The the, the Sam Darnold one, I that's the one I would say. What's going on there? And <laughs> and you know what? Maybe that's it's kind of funny because in a weird way you almost listen because you want to hear what he has. Like if when Sam Darnold got traded, I was listening at the beginning of the show. I wanted to hear what he was going to say. So maybe there's something to that too because he certainly is a genius at radio. So um, I, I guess my final point would be that Chris Sims doesn't do any of that. And the fact that, you know, and even though his dad was in the league, it seems like he's not afraid to say anything and putting fuel to 32. I mean, wow, that, that is a statement of pessimism. Any thoughts, Jones? Yeah, no, and it's surprising because we've heard the lowest we've heard Justin Fields is maybe he would drop to the early early teens. I would be stunned if he dropped all the way down that far in the draft and and was there for the taking. But who knows that maybe him falling that far is better for him because he's going to end up in a better spot than say a guy like Zach Wilson who's going to a Jets team that I I don't know if they upgraded a quarterback over Sam Darnold by by going with with Zach Wilson. Uh, they they did they did. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern 3 p.m. Pacific. Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you the fan. He's the voice of Vegas. R.J. Bell. We'll take our last break when we come back i've never done a tease like this before mckenzie has a pick now this pick has gone 14 straight times one way he is saying this time it's going the other way he's bucking <laughs> a 14 and 0 streak he's rj bell i'm jonas knox this is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on fox sports radio right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. And R.J., we've got some NBA action coming up later on tonight on TNT. It's a 9.30 Eastern time tip. And right now on pregame.com, the Warriors hosting the Mavericks are a five and a half point favorite. Has there been one game? Luka is not supposed to play. He could, but this market price is telling us Luka's not playing. That's what it's saying. Now, it could change. But assuming he doesn't, and if he did play, it'd be right around Pickham. And this is noteworthy. Luka is currently as valuable to his team per game, the number of points, as any player in the NBA. LeBron, 
Luca, whoever you want to put in that category, and we can debate it, uh, about five and a half or six points. And that's where Luca's worth. And I'm only saying the line would adjust about five because the current number assumes there's a small chance he's going to play. But how many games have we had this year? I would say less than 10% of the marquee games this year have had even the four best players in it, meaning the two best from one team, the two best from the other, are the big four on the two teams playing in this game. And I would say that the biggest games of the year, like even the 20 biggest games, I mean, has there even been a handful that all four of the big boys played? I, I can't even – I would have I mean, to go it's, back it's and – I mean, it's a small percentage, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it, it doesn't feel like a lot. I've actually thought about that recently, how that was one of the big sticking points for ESPN and Turner and these networks that paid this huge price for the for the rights to show these games. Like, it's not like the primetime game stars are sitting out now. It's not even just the, the games that aren't being aired nationally. It's even these national games are just choosing not to play. And I think some of that is that the players are upset about, even though they're splitting the revenue, they're upset the way the NBA pushed through the early start to the season. And listen, there are more injuries, like legit injuries than usual. And you can see why if that's your, you know, every time you can play a year, you're making 25 or 30 million. You don't want to miss many years. I mean, like from injury, uh, meaning at the end of your career. So I totally get why they would want safe conditions. It's just the NBA to get that last 10% out of the, you know, from the the people, you know, the um, uh, the stations networks paying for it. Are you hurting the game? Because I'm talking about serious NBA people that love the NBA. League pass people are saying this has been the worst regular season to watch. And I mean, you watch a lot of games. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it's been pretty bad. There's been uh, – I noticed it even early on in the season where it just felt like there were, you know, 20, 30-point blowouts. And it just – I mean, Kevin Love last night basically gave up. I mean, had to apologize to teammates afterwards. You mean last year or last night? Last I, night. <laughs> just, yeah, just just gave up, just just kind of tossed the ball away and walked off and, and yeah. had to apologize after it. It's just – it's not a good look. Do me a favor. Uh, let's look at this OKC Boston game because McKenzie has a pick in this one. Yeah, it is the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder at the Boston Celtics coming up later on tonight. And it is the Celtics, an 11 point favorite right now on pregame.com. But there's a prop bet that's the focus of this conversation. Yeah, so the game itself is interesting because if you look at OKC, a lot of great trades they made. They got a lot of draft capital coming up. But ever since, and this was the end of March, Shea Gilders Alexander got hurt. Her, um, the OKC Sensen one and seventeen straight up, but McKenzie saw the following stat: you could bet over under Jalen Brown's assists. The over under is three and a half. Literally for fourteen straight games, Jalen Brown has gone under three and a half assists, fourteen in a row. McKenzie said, "Forget about that. I'm from. I graduated from Yale." And Kyle Shanahan's my cousin. I'm going over. Make it official, McKenzie. Well, I don't want to make it a best bet. It's kind of just a lean. You kind of <laughs> talked about my cognitive dissonance yesterday, uh, this 
the show with Trey Lance. So I'm just going to say it's a lean, but here's why. Well, no, I, I, listen, I think that's enough. When you don't, <laughs> okay. if, it's not, if it's not a best bet, we don't want to hear about it. Though it is interesting, Jonas, that he would think, you know, 14 in a row, I'm going the other way. I'm not sure if that's good <laughs> or bad. It's, it's particular. Tomorrow, Fezzik's back with his talking draft. We're back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. And as always, you can listen to the show on the iHeart. Radio app. Right out of Vegas! 